I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Akiva, it is Super Bowl week, so I assume we're here to talk about Riverdale or something totally unrelated to football. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot the famous Riverdale episode. Yeah, this brother, football I think podcast. So about that. We're a football podcast, and we don't discuss uh, the Super Bowl, right? Well, it. I mean, I will defend that. You know, there's two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl. You don't really, first of all, like we try and do things maybe other people aren't talking about sometimes, or we do the 32 previews. Like everyone's talking about the Super Bowl. I don't can, know. I, can I ask you a question? Are you underwater yeah. right now? Do I sound like I'm underwater? Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing your mic is not plugged in. Ah, uh, you're right. My mic is not plugged in. Yeah, uh, we're not we're, gonna. St- we're not gonna stop. This is a professional podcast. We're in early season form. Hold yeah. <laughs> um. Listen, you've been podcasting every single day this week. It's not like you're used to this. I am new to the podcast game. Ah, there we go. Nice. Now, now, there's the there's the uh, voice made for radio that everyone loves. Um, I, yeah, I've been podcasting a lot this week. I, 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 you know, I was on meeting. I was in meetings all day and stuff. And, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I just want to go like have leave people meet leave me alone for a few days. Not from this. This is great. I like football. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's. I realized. Yeah. Wait, I realized if I want to work on the Olympics, yeah, and like actually go there for a long time and like set up or whatever, mm-hmm. I basically can't take a day off between now and June 2024. <laughs> I did the math. Like, if I want to go away for six weeks or something, you know. Do you not get vacation on your job? I do, but I if I need to if I need to take get six weeks away in June of then and like figure random days. And you only have so much carryover. I can't go on. I, I'm like, I, I have no I have no days for the next 16 months. Mm. OK, uh, let me ask you a random question. Uh, Don Maynard, mm-hmm. uh, Jets great, right? Yeah, for sure. Pop quiz. Uh, where did you go to college? Oh, good question. Don Maynard. Huh. Number 13. Well, so here's the interesting thing. He went to Rice, but did not play football. He, he just went there as a student. Then how they draft him? Well, he story. did. He did. He did go to Texas El Paso. Also, he went to UTEP. Yeah, but I do love the idea that this dude, who's one of the greatest receivers in NFL history, was just like at college taking classes, not playing football. That is a little weird. He, maybe he just loved school. You know, Don Mater just passed last year. He passed away. Yes. Yeah, he had a Rikus Yomim, as as the rabbi would say. He lived a long time. Yeah, he uh, well, eighty six. Not bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. Maynard is like famous yeah. for being on the Jets. But but anyways, but, but it is it, you know Maynard if you look actually at, played in the CFL first. If you look at his Wikipedia page, yeah, it says Maynard played collegiately for Rice University one year, then for Texas Western College, now UTEP, in th- for three years. But according to ProFootballReference.com, he did not play in Rice. Maybe he was like on the team but didn't play. No, I don't know, but, a, but they wouldn't they wouldn't say that they would go out of their way to say he he w- attended Rice as a student, but did not play college football, which I've never seen on a pro football reference page before. Uh, yeah, so he, he he plays for the Giants for one year as a running back, then goes to the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL for a year. And then when the C when when the AFL starts, he joins the uh, the New York Titans and um, immediately is a star. 
Yeah, um, I guess the tie to the Super Bowl a little. Speaking of like things I couldn't. Did I tell you the George Karloftis thing I found? Uh, tell me about George Karloftis. You know who he is, right? Yeah, but what what what, what are you telling me about him? So he, George Karloftis uh, grew up in in Greece. His father's Greece. Okay. He went to school that and married. Sense. At some point, he married his father's Greek. He, at, at some point, he went to school and married an American woman. His dad. They moved back to Greece. He's like a water polo star in Greece. I think he's a water polo goalie which is okay. a popular sport there. And then his dad just drops dead one day and, and the mom basically has, eventually just moves back to America so she could be supported by family. And he learned how to be like, he had never played football before, but like before he ever steps on a field, he's already getting recruited by big 10 schools just because of his size and like physical stuff. I think he mm. was playing soccer, water polo. And so he had never played football and they're already recruiting him. That's pretty good. Like Indiana, Purdue, those schools. So right, that's a decent um, segue there. No, but here's the thing. So, it's so it is said that his late father went who was like a scholar, an academic who I, I think met his mom at Purdue or in Indiana, one of the Indiana schools, ha, went undergrad to the U in the early 90s. By which you mean the University of Minnesota, obviously. Yes. Is that what they call it? Yeah. I didn't even say UM and just yes, the U. Yeah. And it's funny because our college um uh why yeshiva got good at basketball and everyone called it yeshiva, but the three years I was there, I probably never said the word yeshiva. Yeah. Unless well, I you, you, well to... you have to explain because yeshiva university relative to other universities, the material word is yeshiva. But relative to the Jewish world, where every single school has the word yeshiva in it, the the the, the, the material term is university. Yeah, I only called it YU ever. Uh, it yeah. would, if you, I said like I go to yeshiva to someone who went like they wouldn't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, ex except for the fun wrinkle that the jerseys, of course, say yeshiva because that's, you know, and then not only that, but the high school that I went to, which is universally referred to as MTA, because it's um, the uh, university affiliated with Yesh the high school affiliated with Yeshiva University, our jerseys say yeshiva, which is very funny. Colleges should have high schools. Well, it's just funny because we're in a league literally called the Yeshiva League. Every single school in the league has the word Yeshiva in its name, and yet our jerseys say Yeshiva. So, yeah, you're trying to like, you know, own own the space. Anyway, so Karlaftis's dad tries out for the Miami team when like Warren Sapp is there and The Rock and Jimmy Johnson's coaching, like the the real the U teams. Mm -hmm. And supposedly, as the legend goes, and I'm always skeptical of of stories. All that Hollywood sound stories are false. That's what you would always say. That's what I always say. Famously. I'm always skeptical of stuff. Right. I, I found a note. I, I had to send a note in this year. This guy on the Rams, I'm blanking on his name, is is always listed as Snoop Dogg's nephew. Okay. Okay. I've heard and this before. Yeah, he played I on Snoop's this? team. No, I've, I he played on Snoop's team. No, um, I mean, I must. I think I mentioned it on an early season podcast. You, no, I think nobody I've heard else. It, talked, I think I, I don't nobody really else heard. talked about it besides me. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. I've heard this on TV. No, no, it okay, was from maybe, me. Maybe it's from you. Okay. I mean, unless I was on TV, you heard it from me. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so like I'm always skeptical because I I went and I saw you know Snoop calling the the guy his nephew, but I think Snoop just uses that word a lot. Um, so I was skeptical of this story. That that uh. Karloftis's father tries out, is like walks onto the team, and in the first practice, suffers an injury so horrific that he needs like a 14-hour brain surgery or something like that in his first practice. Now, I'm not doubting that the surgery probably happened, but I wonder if it was really his first practice as a player in Miami. Anyway, and he makes his son promise that he will never play football because it's too dangerous. So, man, there's a Greek guy who like thought, oh, I'm a big, strong guy, and then it just didn't work out for him. So... Uh, anyway, Karloftis, his father passed and he, he ultimately uh, doesn't keep the promise. I don't know if he made the promise, but his father asked him to. And uh, here he is in the Super Bowl this week. Mm, yeah. Um, OK, that was a great story. <laughs> I don't know how to segue there. It's I was looking at uh, how the teams were built and it was very interesting because the Eagles all draft all draft. No, well, the except offense, for A.J. Brown, obviously, the all it's 10 of the 11 stars were drafted. A.J. Brown was obviously traded for. Uh, although you, you, they use the draft, I guess, in theory, you know, pretty wisely. They essentially drafted A.J. Brown as opposed to free agency or whatever. And the Chiefs defense is all drafted, but the Chiefs offense, other than Mahomes and, and a couple of the younger guys, it's all free agents. Uh, so the Eagles really built their offense through the draft and the Chiefs beat, built their defense, which is kind of sneaky. We haven't been really talked about, but it's sneaky been decent. Um. Yeah, I thought I thought that was interesting. Before we make picks for the game, 
Mm-hmm. Can I give you some of my uh, preferred uh, prop bets? And some yes. of these will be in the, the famous prop bet game. If you want to take the prop bet game to your Super Bowl party or play with your friends or just do it yourself, I will send out. I actually made two different games this year because I am watching. I told you how I'm doing it at work, right? Yeah, you're all that getting we are, together. We are, but we are working because it's a Sunday is a work day. So we are working the like the afternoon until the night. Then I think like <laughs> the way they describe it, dinner is at eight o'clock. And then, like, the people who have important jobs will sleep, keep, keep working. And the people who do not make us money, like Akiva, mm-hmm. will hang out. Um, and then and then there's, like, a second dinner, like the Super Bowl party dinner at, like, 1230 or whatever. And then the game starts at 1.30. Now, um, I uh, – so I made a prop bet game for them that's, like, has more, like, Rihanna and halftime show and stuff like that because I figured that's what they're Less interested football. in. Less football. I mean, I would say the people, people at work, the women at work for sure, are like very excited for Rihanna, less so for for football. Um, Anyway, so but I found a couple interesting things. Uh, But my favorite bet, so I include this in the prop bet game every year, and I've been doing the prop bet game, like I say, since the Seahawks Steelers Super Bowl. We could look back at a couple of props in there, but uh, I'm sure there's some blast for the past from the past. So all these are basically 50 50 bets. This this has this shows like how uh, this part of the NFL has changed the jersey number. What will the jersey number be of the person who scores the first touchdown? OK. Oh, yeah. So that number has dropped it. Probably the over under back it used then to was be 70, like 81 or above. Half. Yeah. What do you think the over under is here? Um, I'll say uh, 13. It's one through it's 11 and a half. You, have, oh, you wow. can only bet on one to 11. Because let's see who is who is 12 or above. Neither quarterback. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. Not A.J. Brown, not Devonta Smith. Um, who's six is Hardman 16? No, Quez Watkins is 16. I mean, there's really what's Miles Sanders number? Miles Sanders is number 26. OK, so you're really betting on like Sanders or Kelsey to score there or Gainwell. A Gainwell to score or the first Boston touchdown? Scott. So any okay. of the running backs for the Eagles or Dallas Goddard. So you're saying an Eagles running back or tight end. Yeah. Right. Or Kelsey. Um, And then also there could be a defensive touchdown, obviously. Yeah, that would most likely be someone above. Uh, Wait, Mahomes, you said 11. Mahomes is 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess. And they have I mean, a bunch. Guess... And and, and um, Mikkel Hardman, Arts... Canarius, Tony. Sky OK, Moore, so Clyde do you want to bet on, on the over 11 and a half? Kelsey? Maybe this could be a big bet for you. I mean, the, the only unders on the Eagles. Are are P- Pacheco? Oh, and Juju and MVS, all three of them, mm-hmm. and McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon gets some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like five games in a row with a receiving touchdown or something like that. Um, uh, so it's eleven and a half. You said I'd, I'd have to add up the numbers. I can't do this on the podcast. There's also another, uh, which is the total jersey numbers of all the touchdown scores. So you're adding them. Obviously, if McKinnon or Jalen Hurts score a touchdown, it barely adds to the total. Uh, that was one eighty and a half. I believe it's already dropped to one seventy and a half. Okay, but uh, I thought that that's a funny bet. You're like <laughs> you're betting on the cumulative number of their of their. Uh, yeah. Touchdowns. Now these Rihanna bets that you've set up are these you created them yourself or no? no, no I took them from no. I took them from the books. I mean, we if it's harder because the silly bets that you've seen your whole life are not on like DraftKings or FanDuel. You sure. know what I mean? Those yeah, are sort yeah. of over. So I I mostly took my bets from the the legal U.S. books, but. I may. Yeah. So may if I find good ones, I will. But I here's what I, I, I told the, the guy at work who I was doing it with. Also, it's funny to put in like, will they mention this or whatever? But then you have to like sit there counting the whole time. Like how many times they mention LeBron James or. Well, yes. You know, no. I mean, if there's I'm sure there's other people tracking. You can search it on. Twitter there are. But but the way I've done this, I once ran. I, I once ran this at a Super Bowl party and everybody left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think it was um, Saints Colts and a guy won exactly a hundred bucks from the uh, from our prop bet game, but he had already left and it was like pre PayPal Saints Colts or maybe yeah. have it or something. And I literally kept a hundred dollar bill in my wallet till the next year's Super Bowl party because he was like a friend of a friend and then just handed it to him at the next year's Super Bowl party. 
the point being, like, you don't want to if it's fun to win, but you don't want to, like, find out you won on Tuesday after the Super Bowl. Like, I want yeah, kids today have no idea. Um, One of the people in our patron chat uh, said that he never saw MJ live. I was like, boy, how young are these people? Yes. Um, kids today have no idea. I randomly found an old email from like a 2005 fantasy draft or something like that. Yeah. And I was asking, I was instructing people how to pay. And it was like an impossible. I was like, I, I will saw be that. The, I saw that. I'll be in the following location at the following hours because yes. like, or you would like mail a check to somebody. Like, how did you pay people for things before? Like, you know, I, I mentioned that there was a guy, um, there was like a school, like principal type guy who's in our pools who used to like not even mail. He would put a check in my parents' mailbox um like by their doorstep and then that's how i would like deposit his fantasy baseball check mm. back in the day well, well you have a friend in doppelganger who um for whatever reason only preferred paying with things with cash oh really yeah you didn't know that coming I mean, he used to and so he would um oh no no yeah it was coming and so he would like show up to like random locations to give me like 25 dollars this is like you know in 2008 or whatever year it was but it was it was after the time that everybody else had like paypal but uh, he was strictly paying with cash. Well, I used to have to pay through checks, like if someone would win a pool and then I would like very bad at it. So I was even though like we are very on top of paying people when they win pools, that usually happens that night or the next morning. Yeah, I, I used to I, would well, be I hate, I hate owing people money because I hate owing people money, too. But I didn't I, I hated the mail way more than I hated owing people money. So like I didn't have any stamps, so I would just never send these checks. Um, so luckily we got, we got out of the check game at, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even own a checkbook anymore. I, I, I had never written a check until I got married. Well, check, checks are like voicemails. They're strictly for the olds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had never written a check. My wife had to like teach me how to write a check. I probably couldn't that, even that, do it. That anymore. surprises nobody. Yeah. I probably could not even do it anymore. Honestly. I actually remember like the, like the day, if not the day, then, then the second day after Jen and I got married, going mm -hmm. to the bank together to deposit all our like checks, wedding gifts. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was like, you know, it was a sizable amount. You know, it's like thousands of dollars when you add them all up together. Sure. Yeah. Did you ever were you? I mean, this is so many years ago. I remember. Actually, I remember to this day exactly how much money I got for my bar mitzvah total. Yeah, so was, do I. Which was way less than you or anyone from New York, because I said how much it was very, on the podcast once. What was it? Twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's insane. I, I made three thousand one hundred dollars. But it's yeah. also like it's very much regional because in Minnesota, like the default amount you give somebody is thirty six dollars, two times high. That's like I mean, someone you, gave me thirty six dollars. They'd be retroactively uninvited. I <laughs> no, yeah, I'm but kidding, I, kidding. well, I, I explained to my parents, I said once they moved to New York, I said or, or even before they moved to New, to New Jersey, once they start like when they would get invited by to weddings of the children of friends who lived in the New York area, I'd say to them, I say, just so you know, like you have to pay New York gift prices, not Minnesota gift prices. Mm hmm. Like I, I got, I remember, I remember I got like checks for $15, $18 from over mitzvah. That's going to be a problem for you. Um, and not, I mean, not a huge problem, hopefully, but like, it is a huge nuisance now that you're going to have friends making bar mitzvahs left and right soon, probably. Oh, so let me, let me, uh, so this has been a big topic of conversation, the bar mitzvah thing. So my mm -hmm. oldest son turned, uh, turned 10 a couple weeks ago. Okay. And um, when we moved, we moved to uh, the town that we live in in June of 2017, and we joined a synagogue there. And literally the first week that we had joined, um, the synagogue sent an email, and I might even said this on the podcast. So if I've told you this before, you can just interrupt me. Um, the synagogue sent an email, like to the whole like list or whatever, and said, "Yeah, if you called the office this week about a bar mitzvah in 2029." which was 12 years from the date of the email, which means somebody called about a baby. Uh, uh, please call us back because I missed your name or something like that. So I forwarded the email to my wife and I said, LOL, how insane is this? And then she said to me, she's like, well, you know, if they're sending an email like that, probably we should sign up our kids. We might like reserve the dates. Mm -hmm. And it just seems you should so explain. So basically you have a portion and it goes by the week. Yeah. You, so in you, theory, you, like there's nothing to explain. You were is 13 years after you're born. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine. But so but, you, but, but, yeah. but in theory, there could be three kids if it's a big enough place that have the same yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's like there's it's hard to share the weekend for reasons that are yeah that yeah, have yeah, you that. know multiple bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs every week. But anyway, yeah. So it just seems presumptuous to me because I'm making so many assumptions about my life, about my kids, where I'm going to live, that everyone will be healthy, you know. But whatever. Mm -hmm. Leaving all that aside, I emailed the office and I said, okay, fine. These are the dates for at the time I had three kids for my three kids' birthdays, and they immediately wrote back and said the first date is taken already. To which I thought, great. We'll split it with them half the price. And then 
And then That's um, not help our mitzvahs work. Well, I was told very emphatically that that person was not interested in splitting. So now we created an interesting dynamic because as you were saying, so um, you and can you can't live, move it up because they're not 13. Yet. Yeah. So you can't move it up. You can move it back to any time. Yeah, once they're 13, you can have a bar mitzvah yeah, whenever you can move you back want. to when they're 80. I mean, nobody yeah, it really doesn't matter. It's just a part weeks. But however, some some kids are, are particular to the week that, they're. you know, it's a special thing. This is the week I was born. This is the portion of the tour. Well, he's also read. might be particular when he's eight and not particular. He won't care anymore when he's 13. Yeah. So so I didn't know what to do. So I so I said, OK, I'm going to reserve the next week, at least so that way we have it. And then there's another synagogue that we're members of two synagogues. Um, there's another synagogue. And so I'd reserve there. But that synagogue has a rule that you can't reserve until three years before. So fine. So I reserve um, last couple of weeks ago, my son turns 10 and I emailed the synagogue and I say, all right, we got to reserve the state. One of my closest friends in town who goes to this other synagogue, his son is four days younger than my son. Really? So, so he emailed them four days after I did and was told Chester already took that date. <laughs> so um, so we've discussed doing splitting and doing a cobar mitzvah, and we're both 100 percent excited for it. Like to me, it's a no brainer. Um, let's say let's just pretend hypothetically that a bar mitzvah costs uh, $100. Let's just take a nice even. OK, fine. Right? Yeah. Let, if the bar mitzvah costs $100, if you're splitting it with someone else, then instead of spending $100, you can throw the fanciest bar mitzvah ever spend $150 because it's 75 each. So you make a nicer party and you spend less money. And but what friends, is this? But it's this is crazy to split our, a bar. Mitzvah. Our friends overlap by 80 percent other than like a few out of town people. Our friends are all the same people anyway. Yeah, but your families don't. And that's like the main thing. I'm the saying I'm saying so. So, yeah. So the 20 percent are the grandparents or whatever in the family. But our friends are all the same. So I'm into it. He's into it. Jen's into it. His wife is on the fence right now, apparently. So and which the kids is, are friends. Yeah, the kids are friends. I mean, they're they're not like they go to different schools, but they're friendly. They're four days apart. It's you know, very wait. And this would be like the main party. Yeah, to, 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 we're, to me, it's a no brainer. A hundred percent. in. Why are you against it? Because you're so, from Long it's Island. So weird. You, you, you're, no, you're just, it's so it's every see any you're like my wife. Anytime I say something is like a little cheap or weird. She's like, yeah, you're a foul spoiled five town brat. You're from Long Island. Well, but it's again, it's not cheap. We're going to spend more. We're going to throw the best moments in the school's history and save money. Yeah, if it's like crazy, I hear you, but I it, it doesn't it won't make them feel special. Your kids will be disappointed afterwards. Well, okay. Well, we asked the kids, and they both the both. I mean, I he I they don't know can't he answer now for how the kids don't know how they're going to feel tomorrow. They can't it totally answer depends now. on the on the like Jen w- wanted a co wedding. Jen does not like being the center of attention, right? Some kids do. It totally depends. Yeah, right. Thirteen Did year old. You, me, I ask other couples if they wanted to make the co wedding. No, but I, I knew these sisters and one sister wanted a co-wedding because they're both engaged at the same time. The other sister did not. So they did not. Mm-hmm. Um, a co-wedding is obviously a little different than a bar mitzvah. Bar, and then the other perk, by the way, for these kids is you only have to do half the work, right? You don't have to read the whole Torah portion. You, you split it up. Yeah, well, that yeah, that yeah, that is that they'll be happy about. That's a win. Yeah. So, yeah. So listen, 13 year old me would not have wanted to share. I was, uh, you know, I wanted to be the center of attention. I think <laughs> I would have thought it was weird. Yeah, but but then the other well, but then the alternative is. Well, okay, so I so I signed up four days before him, right? Mm-hmm. So so what does that mean? His kid just doesn't get to get a bar mitzvah that week. Yeah, I think he has to pick a different week, basically. Uh, so I mean that's so, exactly what it means. That's what happened to your kid at the first place. So here's the funny thing. Um, so tonight we're we're recording this on Wednesday. Tonight, um, uh, there's a Urban Air, which is like a bouncy house place, you know, for kids in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So whenever you go there with your kids. You it's you know, you always obviously want to bounce because it looks like a lot of fun, but you also don't want to be like a weird adult bouncing with a bunch of kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So our synagogue did a brilliant thing tonight, Wednesday, uh, February 8th. They have an urban air adults night out adults only. OK, so we're all going to this bounce house tonight, just a bunch of adults to party. And so um, uh, when 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 um, when Eric, my we have met- different we have different uh, versions of the word brilliant, to be fair, but OK. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're probably more on Jen's side. Jen said, absolutely not. She's like, there's no way any wives are going. Um, oh, that's wives. what I was going to say. You're just bouncing around with a bunch of people's wives or it's just <laughs> the fellas. It's the fellas that are going. Um, yeah. So so Jen, um, I'm surprised the synagogue even approved this mixed bouncing. Well, the synagogue is a little more liberal than your type of synagogue, probably. OK, fine. But um, yeah, mixed bouncing. The, the, you know, I, I am curious to know whether the rabbi will be there and more curious to know whether the the, uh, the rabbi's wife will be there. Yeah, um, we, we need an update for that. Forget about after the Super Bowl. That's what yeah, this is what uh, we need to find out. I'm guessing the rabbi's wife will not be bouncing, but um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm happy to be proven wrong. 
you think um, they might be have separate bouncing hours like men bounce here women's bounce there because we've seen well, that i mean and, you know yeah probably just for like violent i feel like men are more aggressive bouncers than women. yeah not, i mean what are you gonna do like you, if course, it's your but... buddy you're gonna like smash them into the wall well, so that's what that. i'm getting to so one of the things they have is like the jousting thing where you each like try and smash each other into like the knock knock each other off like the pedestal sure. you know yeah. so so I, I guess eric had mentioned to his son the issue about the bar mitzvahs and then eric's son said well you guys are both going in a few weeks to to urban air why don't you just joust for for the date oh so you're gonna that would be great yeah and and so so we're just so tonight we're gonna joust each other um but i don't think it's binding because we both prefer the um uh, listen i'm gonna beat him for sure i'm, I'm stronger and bigger than and him, also so. you have the date i don't think you you have no incentive to this is exactly. like you already won a bet and you're and they're like double or nothing uh it makes no sense like yeah. you don't need to do that yeah but uh well i'm gonna joust him anyways and um but i i think that the cobar mitzvah is a brilliant idea it's uh it's win-win for everybody uh, but listen, if you're from the five towns and you think, oh, it's a way to cheap out. So, but um, anyway. it's not a way to cheap out. I don't it's not even about the expense. You're saying you're le- it's just people will if think it's, it's a, weird. If it's a person, you're people not really will be friends talking with. about you. And a, I know they're already talking about you in your town, but they'll be talking about <laughs> you more and say if it's a person you're not really friends with, then it's one thing. But if you're if you're if your invite list overlaps so strongly, no, because I, it's not like your best friend. It would be one thing if like I've known this guy since I was eight. Our kids are best friends. Your kids don't even go to the same. Your kids he, don't go to the same school. They don't even have my, mutual he's friends. He's in my top five among uh, Englewood friends for sure. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, your kids go to different schools. They have different friends. Yeah, that that's so like, what twelve kids. So what? It's gonna be a. It's gonna be chaos. This bar mitzvah. It's double kids. There's like gonna be 120 kids there. Yeah. Well, the alternative is somebody doesn't get the bar mitzvah on their own week. So that's. I mean, it sounds like a his problem. No offense. You have the week. I mean, this is a problem. You you talked about how at your um, uh, used to do junior high, yeah, they, yeah. You, not a draft of what week, a draft of which kid is going to which other kid's bar mitzvah. And you had but that to, was, was to like not binding. leave kids out. We've had this conversation in sure. the 32 fans chat about yeah. kids not being invited to birthday parties and things like yeah. that and mandatory invitations. Well, that's By the way, the, because there's more than if you have more than uh, 52 kids in a grade, which, you know, most schools do, then you're guaranteed to have overlap every week anyway. Which is a problem. Or 52 boys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or girls. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Sometimes boys and girls aren't friends with each other at that age. Who knows? Um, yeah, but but then it's like, oh, you only have to invite the kids in your class. If it's one of these schools that has like four or five classes per grade or more and more. Um yeah, but, but but there's still, but you're still friends with kids in the other class, right? The different classes switch every year. I didn't know the names of the kids a year older and a year younger than me in high school. How many kids were in your high school class? 45. Elementary and high school, uh, forty-five to start. High school ended with like. Yeah, how did you not know anybody's names? We didn't know names. We only we only talked to each other. <laughs> I everyone knew like everyone had like the one or two kids that they knew from like their neighborhood or something. Well, you also know like grade. if you're on like the sports teams or the debate team and the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, yeah, if somebody's on your hockey kids. team, yeah, you I lived in them, the dorm, so I knew everybody in the dorm, obviously. But uh, but I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't know most of the names. Of we also had people. some classes in junior and senior year of high school that were like together. Sure, like, sure. We, we happen not to have that, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a Super Bowl podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, some other props. Uh, mm. How long will the game's longest touchdown be? That's 40 and a half. Well, well just just to review uh, Duchazar in the conversation, how did we get into this topic of conversation? I'm not sure. I'm what not prop sure. were we talking about that led to Bar Mitzvah talk? I don't, I don't think there was a Bar Mitzvah prop. How many Jewish players will be on the winning team? Yeah. Well, what's the over-under? Is, are there any Jewish players on either team? No, I don't, and I believe so. Uh, ownership, though. And, and if there was, we would story. know. Yeah, there was um somebody saw um a Ramaz, which is an Upper East Side uh, Jewish day school. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody was at a basketball game for Ramaz the other day. and There was a kid on the team named Seinfeld. And mm-hmm. so one of my friends took a picture and said, do you think it's Jerry's son? And I said, this is zero percent chance that Jerry Seinfeld is sending his kid to an Orthodox day school. None of us knew about it till now. Right. We would. It would yeah. be like the yeah. only thing we would know. Yeah, exactly. But, but you missed a big joke there because the kid's number is 44 and it said Seinfeld 44. So like Seinfeld four. It's a Chinese restaurant joke. Oh, Whatever. Oh, You're not familiar well, with the 44, show. 44, 4, that's a bit of a stretch. No, because it says Seinfeld and 4. It says number 4 twice. Right. It's even so better did than... Do you remember the Simpsons episode where Bart steals um, um the smart kids test and so accidentally gets placed into the advanced school? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So so they um the teacher writes some whole formula on the board and then everybody in the class starts laughing except for Bart because everybody gets the joke. And the joke is that the answer is R squared DR or, or RDR squared. Or RDRR, hardy har har, and everybody's supposed to laugh. And that always annoyed me because RDR squared, even if you got to that formula, why would you assume RDR squared equals hardy har har? Yeah, no, it's not a great joke. Yeah, it was terrible. In other words, Bart was stupid and didn't belong in that school, but the proof was not the fact they didn't get that joke. 
And so I may not be a Seinfeld expert, but the proof is not that I didn't see 44 and think of Seinfeld 4 from Chinese Restaurant. All right. Agree, the, disagree. The, the test would be if uh, if Av Sinensky's daughters would get it because they're apparently reenacting Seinfeld uh, Chinese Restaurant episodes now. How long will the game's longest touchdown be? 40 and a half yards. What are you thinking? Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under on that one. No long touchdowns. I was thinking. Um, I think that's a sucker's bet. I mean, all all props are sucker's bets, honestly. But. I was thinking the the Rams Patriots Super Bowl recently. I like yeah. a lot of years. I like rewatch a bunch of Super the Bowl unwatchable ten three snooze thirteen three thirteen three. So, excuse me. I really think, and I've watched almost all the Super Bowls now. Um, either ones I didn't watch live. I've gone back and watched. I think that's the worst Super Bowl because yeah. there's not one memorable moment from that game. Well, yes and no. The game that itself, is a an old school like two thousand two Sports Center. That game is like just shown as the score. They don't show one play. Sure, on but, but, the highlights of Sports Center because say, there is at, nothing. At to least show. going into that Super Bowl, we didn't know who was going to win. In the mid nineties, like by the last Bills Cowboys Super Bowl or the the Chargers Forty Nine ers Super Bowl, the eighteen. Yeah, that game spread, was over. Uh, was, I was talking to there was my zero who, question about who was going to win the game. Yeah, I was talking to my friends, uh, most of the crew who uh, I'm in a group chat with them now. Uh, after just a short 25 years away from each other um, from that Super Bowl. And like, yeah, I, I remember he hits Rice on the third play of the game and yeah. everyone could have left at that point. The game yeah. was over. The, the the main thing I remember about that game, I think he threw six touchdowns. The main thing I remember is uh, the monkey off the back uh, at the end of the game. They sort of ceremoniously like ceremonial. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretended to, which is weird because I didn't think of Steve Young as having any monkeys on his back. But no, I guess he just he... didn't get the chance. It's funny. There's yeah. always a guy. It's a little bit more of a football thing. NBA can have it, too. Certainly Malone and Stockton and Ewing and Barkley had it in the NBA, which is like this guy can't win a championship. And those were the four guys then right El- i mean the biggest one ever was probably elway and then he won because he had been to so many and then he won his last two yeah marino but marino, well, marino in his first full there. season yeah, yeah. immediately gets, gets there has the greatest season ever yeah never even gets back but with marino it was and then like, you have guys ernie banks or mike trout you know ernie banks never plays a playoff game right ernie banks mike trout yeah the but NBA, baseball is different because individual players have you know minimal impact on the team's overall performance. Right. But the NBA has well, definitely like modern NBA is very like player driven and those narratives. So Jokic, like if they don't, they, I mean, he doesn't even have to win the title this year. He just has to like play really well in the playoffs, maybe make the Western conference finals. Well, they've made the have... conference finals before and he played phenomenally, but then, yes. it, but, yeah. but then last year they were inept. I, if they, if they don't win at least two playoff series this year, he's going to really start to get it. And he's not as young as the other, some of the other great players. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think you're right about that. Yeah, Jokic is really going to have that, like, he's a regular season player. Because the guy's going to win his third And it's not MVP. true. Last year, he was phenomenal in the playoffs. It's just he had no team. I was thinking about Jokic. Although before. I did pick them to pick beat the Warriors in the first round last year. Yo- I Jokic, think I picked against the Warriors all four rounds. Yeah, you did. Jokic, Jokic is going to be a three out. three straight win MVP winner. And I love it. Yeah. Nobody's mom, nobody's sister, nobody's casual brother knows who he is. Like, a guy but, has won three straight MVPs. On. Forget about that. We had the Denver Broncos guest for our podcast a few years ago, and I won't say whose name is. I don't want to out him who was talking about we were talking about like Denver sports. And he said, yeah, everybody's really obsessed with Giannis here. And I'm like, Giannis, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you know, because the Nuggets really good because they have Giannis now. Like the guy in Denver mixed up Giannis. (laughs) Well, that was probably a few years ago. A guy who ostensibly was a sports fan, Um, a Broncos fan anyway. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's no there's no chance. Um, my wife, when I asked her to name a NFL quarterback since she got to seven with a little bit of help, um, there's no chance she's heard of Nikola Jokic. That's for sure. Yeah, it is funny. He, he needs better. Maybe he's not interested in these guys make so much money. They don't need the extra ten million dollars for marketing necessarily like if that they'd have to work hard for. But it is funny how like not. I mean, have you heard Jokic talk? Like, do you know anything about him? Yeah. Well, he's got he's got his brothers. Yeah. They're, I mean, I think they're interesting. The only thing anyone knows about him is he's got like this huge family. Of, mm. of like giant people. Yeah. Um, Segway and back then, to the Super and Bowl, Luke Kelsey's. will have it too, but Luke is so young that I don't like, it's not going to happen yet. And I, I also think people realize like how much his team sucks or certainly did until like a week ago. I mean, I also do think there's a little bit because there's a language barrier because English is not their first language and because their names are sort of like a, a little bit uh, unusual. But they're all extremely American. fluent. Yeah, but I mean, it's sort of the same thing you see with like Latino players in baseball. But the baseball players are are sort of because especially since they have to like talk every day, they even if even if they are fluent in English, they are pretty disincentivized to speak to the media um, because the upside is limited. Whereas like 
if I'm Nike, I want my, you know, I want my guys speaking to the media. Well, how many national endorsement campaigns do you see with Jokic or Luca? Honestly, not a lot, but Nike is not just an American company. Like, or even Giannis or Embiid. I mean, it seems like maybe that these companies have a bias against international players. It is possible. I mean, I, I will say the guy getting the hardest shoe push right now. Do you want to guess? Is Ja? Is Ja? Yeah, is Ja? Yeah. yeah. So well, and Ja is great, ja. but he's not. Yeah. He's not. You know, he's not. He's not on their level. But he, like yeah. you say, but he. I mean, talk about family. His dad. His whole family is constantly hyping him and showing. Well, I think Ja. Him. I think they're a little worried now about about uh, pushing Ja. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, Ja. It could be. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just it's such a good name. It's such a perfect name. Yeah, no, I do think. Yeah, I think Ja, I think Ja, like the kids are going to love Ja. Jokic is like the kids already do love Ja. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Largest lead of the game. I I think Ja dominates the 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 four to to 13 category and then Curry dominates Mm -hmm. like the 14 to to 22 or whatever. And then above that, it's probably LeBron. So. Um, Largest lead of the game, 14 and a half points. So, I mean, I think we need to, to talk about sort of the narrative we see for this game in order to answer that question, right? The, the mm-hmm. Eagles have the Eagles running game this year has been so good that they're literally breaking records for franchises that don't even exist anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like last week, what was it? They or when, when they had what was it the most touchdown rushing touchdowns in a season? They beat the Portsmouth, you know, Lions from 1927 or something like that. Um, right. the chiefs, uh, I think the chiefs had the, the number one rush defense in the league in September. And then it, uh, it, re- you know, reverted to the mean a little bit. They, they have a good run defense. Sorry. Hold on one second. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What were we saying? Do you remember? Not much. All right, Akiva, before we get to uh, the exciting news of our picks for this game, we need to talk about uh, the the real champion, which is not the Chiefs or the Eagles, but it's uh, Manscaped's brand new beard products. Beer products? Beard. Oh, you got me. I was confused. I'm like, did they get their liquor license? I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Listen, once again, Manscaped has revolutionized, I can't even talk, revolutionized the men's grooming game with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Uh, They will be revolutionizing the drinking game once they get their liquor license. But listen, it's tough because they offer worldwide free shipping and 20% off with uh, promo code 32 fans which means that they got to get a liquor license for every single country in the world. And, uh, you know, they're Manscaped is all about, you know, treating everybody equally. So they're not going to come out with their beer line until they can guarantee it to every single country. So I think they're working on Azerbaijan right now. They're working in reverse alphabetical order. So they're almost done. Oh, wow. That's good. After Azerbaijan um, is just Albania. Let's let's think if we could get the countries, Albania, Andorra. What are the other A's? Afghanistan. Uh, Good luck. Um, Azure A G. So we need an A A Z. There's no Aardvark land, right? There's no Aardvark. No, correct. There is no. I, I know. You know. You're always asking about that. There's still no Aardvark land. Uh, um, Aruba is no, is no no. We're we're A we're A G. Azerbaijan. Oh no, wait. Azerbaijan is A Z. Oh, so it's all the A's. Oh, you know what's so funny at the Australia, Armenia. At the 20, yeah, I guess I missed a bunch. The 2012 London Olympics. I a boxing. Azerbaijan was very involved because mm-hmm. people had like there were rumors that they had paid someone like three million dollars for a gold medal or something. And everyone made fun of how I said the word Azerbaijan. That was like a running joke. Somehow you were worse at it than me, the person who was made fun of a lot for it. Azerbaijan. Well, because I thought it was spelled A-G for some stupid AJ for some yeah. stupid reason. No, I know. I think I could do all the country codes. Maybe, you could, maybe that could be an episode. You could test. Are there, are there, are there any? Should, should, we, should we have a draft of country codes like we did with airports where you just take mm. all the, the boob and sex? There codes. aren't enough that that, that yeah. would be funny. 
Anyway, listen, if you want your beard mm-hmm. to have a, from uh, Austria to Zimbabwe, if yes. you want your beard. Yes. From Aardvark land to ZZZ land, um, mm-hmm. you know, from a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit will allow you to shape your signature beard look, make your drapes, match your carpet. Go to manscaped.com. What's the promo code, Akiva? Akiva? Um, the, yeah, it's the, the promo code is 32 fans. Whether you are in Brazil or Norway or Oman or Portugal, I can name a lot of countries, but I free won't. Shipping. I'll stop there. Yeah. Now, free do shipping. we know for a fact they have free shipping? to every one of those countries maybe we should fact check that and if they don't we will ask for you yeah you know what if you if you are listening to this and mm-hmm. you try and order uh 30 uh and you, and you use their oh, he's code gonna make a fans, promise he's gonna he's gonna cost me money with this next sentence yeah keep going yeah and, and you get the 20 percent off but the shipping is costing you money let us know and we, mm-hmm. we will uh, we will we will uh, talk to the folks at manscape listen I, I talk to the ceo every day so you do yes uh we're we're very close um, he, he doesn't want to talk to you. He says he doesn't like your weird beard. There's a guy on Twitter. I won't say who he is, mm-hmm. who like does morning prayers every morning. And then he's like a business guy and he's like talking to the CEO again. Oh, God is his CEO. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about for one second? I don't love uh, that so much, but the, the guy, I mean, God, yeah, God bless it. No, no, the Nike commercial um, for LeBron where they have like a minute of a preacher talking about Jesus, but instead they're talking about LeBron. There is so much Jesus stuff on on Listen, TV. Us Jews, we have a well, no, but that's actually Jesus. This is they took Jesus and then they talk about LeBron instead, which is as our people would say, Lahavdil Elif of Dalos. Like, I'm not a Christian, but that seems a little bit offensive to me. It's a little blasphemous. Yeah. LeBron is great. He's not better than Jesus. I mean, if you're a Christian. <laughs> For me, honestly, LeBron has done more to help my life than Jesus has, but For sure, much more. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about LeBron, which of course means this is a, uh, this is an ad read for the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Go to mm-hmm. manscaped.com, enter promo code 32 fans. And, and wheels, I, I don't know what their shipping situation is to Israel, but I uh, they sent me your package, so I will be giving it to you uh, in about uh, seven weeks or so when we see each other. Okay, yeah, looking forward. Yeah, all right, uh, so yeah, so let's make our Super Bowl picks. You go first. Well, what are we doing for the other episode if we're making Super Bowl picks now? Maybe that's the patron episode, Super Bowl picks. No, no, no. Well, um, I, th- I think we might be doing a, a Seinfeld, uh, the glorious return of, of Allie and Jared. Oh, the two days for the Super Bowl. Exactly what everyone wants. Perfect. <laughs> well, we, listen, at least the main feed, we talked about football for, for three minutes in between bar mitzvahs. And... Well, because I thought rightfully we'd do another one for the, on the uh, you know second episode this week about the NFL. You think the patrons really care about our football takes at this point? You had the Chiefs missing the playoffs. I had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it is it is interesting that like every year they're sort of like the hot like preseason team. Mm-hmm. And that team never does anything. And that this year was the Eagles. Everybody was on the Eagles. Everybody loved the Eagles. They were like the all-hype team. And then sort of at the lower tier was the Lions. And it actually came through. The Eagles, you know, are in the Super Bowl. And the Lions, after a rough start, ended up being really hot down the stretch. And everybody's, you know, pre-picking them next year. The Lions are almost not this year with the Eagles for next year what the Eagles were last year. Like everybody's picking the Lions to like, you know, not just be seven, nine, eight, and eight or, or seven, ten, eight, nine, whatever, 17 games, but like to like you know, make real damage next year. Um, so yeah, kudos to the Eagles for actually met, meeting and matching that hype. Um, all right, so I'll make my pick since you don't want to make it. I think well, uh, obviously I'm not gonna we're gonna have a whole separate episode just for me to make my pick. Okay, so make your pick. Okay. I think the Eagles are gonna win 27-24. So you got the over on 50 and a half, just barely. Mm-hmm. You got them covering one and a half. Yep. And you got them winning. I have them winning. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised. I thought this line, you know, there was a bit of movement, obviously, you know, the first couple hours as the line came out Sunday night after the AFC and NFC championship games. But then the line got to one and a half for Philly pretty quickly, like overnight, and it has not moved at all. And I thought it would be moving in the direction of Kansas City. Because there was question marks about Mahomes' health and the health of his various uh, weapons. And the Chiefs are a more public team. Mahomes is, you know, sort of uh, more famous than around the Eagles. So I thought that line would move in the direction of Kansas City. No movement at all. It's been basically one and a half everywhere for, you know, for 10 days now or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the line is locked in. I don't think people are focusing on Mahomes' health because I just don't think we'll know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid has said that... The um, you know, yeah, nothing will happen to prove whether whether they're right or not. Yeah, you know, so I I was saying before, I think before we got interrupted by by people calling me on my phone, the 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 Eagles' running game is so good, and Kansas City's run defense is good, but obviously not as good as the Eagles' running game is. Mm -hmm. 
but but in the fourth quarter of a close game, I ultimately I just I trust Mahomes more than I trust uh, you know Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, um, you know, and part of it, part of it is, is my emotional feeling for sure, because I definitely, I, I want the chiefs to win. Um, the, but then the other thing is the Eagles have an elite, uh, you know, pass rush. And last time we saw Mahomes in a super bowl, no matter how good he was, he couldn't do anything because he was running for his life the whole time. So mm-hmm. if he's, if he's under, if he's under pressure, you know, 45% of the time again, then uh, that's the, and he just, he doesn't have time to find his receivers. Then that, then that's the way that the Eagles win this game. But I, I think it's a close game. You think it's a close game. You said 27, 24. If it's a close game, I'm going to trust Mahomes more in the fourth quarter than anyone on Philly. So, um, you know, this is boring because you just took the number, but I was actually going to say 27, 24 Kansas city. Okay. Well, I like it. That's not boring. We're, we're being opposite picks. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but we have the exact same score. Um, yeah, but so, so, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope it's going to be a really good game. No, uh, I think I, I mean, according to either of our scores, probably one of the better games in years. Did you see the map of which uh, which team each state is rooting for? Yeah. Any it's highlights? Not accurate from the map? The, nobody from Minnesota. I, I, everybody I know from Minnesota was mocking it because nobody's rooting for the Eagles in Minnesota. So I thought that was weird. Yeah, that um, is probably strange. Yeah. I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, you're rooting for them. Um, you know, I, I guess if you're maybe an Alabama fan or a big Jalen Hurts fan, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's Alabama guys on every team. Yeah. You know? I, I saw some girls saying that. Uh, that Jalen Hurts is fine, so she's rooting for him. That's I think Jalen Hurts is definitely more handsome than Patrick Mahomes. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I also think people Mahomes is interesting because we demand so much from our superstars. Like LeBron mm-hmm. has not gotten a traffic ticket, but he's like corny on social media, so people clown him, you know. Yeah. And he's not Kobe, and it's he's not like, even Mahomes. It's corny. So what Cam life, Thomas right? said the other day, like that Mahomes, Cam Thomas was like, um, he, he the first second person ever other than LeBron to have like four straight twenty point halves under the age of twenty one. And he's like, well, I would care if it was Kobe or something. It's like, damn, <laughs> this guy barely saw Kobe play. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, the But it's funny. How, I mean, there are guys, you know, I saw DeJounte, who I know is a, a clutch guy. So for sure, LeBron and Draymond, like calling LeBron the GOAT. But it is funny how the majority of the players in the NBA, even though LeBron is in the NBA and Kobe is no longer on the planet, like the worship Kobe. The, the Kobe just, worship the, is yeah, so Yeah, the guys that players love. Kyrie is another one. Everybody loves Kyrie. He sabotages Yeah, the guys in the NBA love to. him. He he sabotages every team he goes to. Yeah, normally an anti stomach, but yeah, for some reason everybody in the NBA loves him. Yeah, so he deleted um, Derek his apology Rose tweets. After, yeah, he, after he, he he retracted I, his apology. I, you know who's also like it? The fa- a lot of fans hate Pop because like he's such an a hole in the things. It seems like every player in the league likes Pop. Everyone's giving him a hug and he's friends with everybody. So it, it in the league, I feel like Pop's approval rating is like a hundred percent. Every every coach has been an assistant uh, is assistant or his player at some point. Um. The, oh, so I was thinking Mahomes. Yeah, that that and Wimbayana will get you relevance. Yes. Um, Mahomes, no, I don't think anyone goes to play for a 75-year-old cranky man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. His wine dinners. That's not what I was saying. Um, so Mahomes has his brother and his wife, who everyone hates and are, you know, very annoying. And I think that like that that hurts him. Like that, you know, that's that's why I think like hurts. Oh, okay, people are like, yeah, I'm into hurts more. I mean, also, our just our expectations of him are so high. Like he's 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 been like a top three quarterback. Yeah, one year, year he's going to get career. upset. They're going to get they're going to get like the yeah, freaking. If they buy were lost and... to the Bengals, all these idiots are saying, "Oh, I guess Joe Burrow's better than Mahomes now." It's just yeah, yeah. So no, it, they're going to get yeah. upset next year by like Miami or something, and in, in the second round of the playoffs, people are like, "Oh, Mahomes, forget it." You know, it's like, oh, he's he's not always going to make the conference championship game. Maybe only seventy percent of the time, like Brady did. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's completely ridiculous the expectations we have for him. As you said, it's uh, our our um, our superstars. We have uh, we make high demands on them. But um, listen, I really want Mahomes to start banking those uh, those titles. He's got to catch up to uh, to Otto Graham. And um, is it did any other quarterback win seven times or just Otto Graham? I don't remember. No. Yeah. All right. So Otto Graham and anybody else who may have won seven Super Bowls, seven titles. So yeah, I'm rooting for Mahomes. I'm rooting for a good game though. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. And Akiva, let's mm-hmm. uh, let, let's have fun out there because it's the last one we got until uh, next September. Yep, yep. Appreciate what you have it because the USFL just doesn't do it for me. Mm, yeah. All right, Keith. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, I wonder what it's like to be the rainmaker. I wonder what it's like to know that I made the rain. I'd store it in boxes. like to be a super
hero I wonder where I'd go if I could fly around downtown Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.